for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now we saw previously on yesterday's passage where there was instruction emphasized in order to live our Christian life. Now in today's passage we will see the instructions are emphasized in order to save lives. Now we know from many situations where instructions are very important when especially in regards to saving lives. For example, when you're living, living near the beach, I mean you will see lifeguards and you will see how uh, strenuously they are trained because they're dealing with uh, extreme situation where life is at risk, uh, not just by the waves or uh, by some um, and, uh, like weather circumstances, but by animals as well uh, in, the, in the sea. So they are trained in all sorts of ways to uh, face different kind of situation in saving lives. And they are trained strenuously because they have to make it count when the situation comes. Likewise, we are instructed in ways to save lives, and Paul guides us on how to do so. We're going to look at some certain points because this passage especially gives a lot of um, uh, uh, verbs that uh, implies commands. I mean, uh, it is guiding us to do specific things. It's an instruction with specific points. So as we see, I hope that these guidelines and instructions speak to all of us because we are at the forefront of saving lives as gospel ministers. So I hope that this passage speaks to all of us. Let us take a look. First Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 16. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So as we see in today's passage, I would like to emphasize, uh, emphasize verse 16 first because this speaks the reason why we have to follow all the instructions that is laid out in today's passage. It says, watch your life and doctrine closely, preserve in them, because if you do, 
you will save both yourselves and your hearers. Now, why is that important? Because we are living as gospel ministers concerning saving lives. So as I mentioned in the introduction, we are lifeguards. We are there to protect and also preserve life, but also save ourselves if you follow the correct instructions. So based off this, the instructions are given so that we could save lives. Now, what are the commands that uh, Paul iterates? The big commands are like this. Verse 6, it says, if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters. Second is verse 11, command and teach these things. Now, the third bigger command is found in verse 15. Be diligent in these matters. And based on this bigger command, there are subgroups that give more details on how to follow all these commands. So first of all, if you want to point Jesus, point the right direction so that your hearers know the gospel and are saved, what are you supposed to do? First, be nourished on the truth of the faith and of the good teachings that you have followed. You have to nourish yourself in order to point to the right directions. If you're malnourished, nourished by all the hypocritical teachings by liars, then people will know that you are not teaching or pointing based off the truth. So nourished on the truth of the faith and of the good teachings that you have followed is very important in order to point to the right direction. Second, godliness has value for all things, so be trained. It says in verse 8, for physical training is of some value. Why does he say some value? Because physical matters and physical training is of only temporal value. It does not last forever. And what do you want to train yourself with? Something that is eternal. That is the spiritual truth. So what happens? If you train yourself with godliness, that is of value for all things, it says in verse 8, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come, then you are holding on to something that is of eternal value. Train yourself with that. Now third, under the, uh, uh, the command of pointing the right direction, it says verse 9, full acceptance, full acceptance. Accept the trustworthy sent, uh, sayings because you have to accept everything and not leave anything behind in order to present the truth. All scripture, all written word is a word of God. And that has to be used to present and point to the truth. Now, fourth is found in verse 10. It says, that is why we labor and strive. We work hard and strenuously because we have put our hope in the living God. If our hope is found in the living God, then we work with all the positive energy we have in our lives, we work continually and labor and strive and struggle and withstand all sorts of opposition and all the hardship. Why? Because we have put our hope in the living God. In that sense, we can point to the right direction. Now, second command, command and teach these things. Why? Because we are to set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Yes, there are ways where people could look down on us. If you're young, just as Timothy was, they could say, you're not wise and you're not old enough. You don't have much wisdom. Then whatever you're saying is not reliable. That could be one way, especially in areas they look down on young people. But one of the ways that we could overcome that is by setting example based off what springs from mystery, based off the truth. Because truth applies to everyone. Whether you're young or old, whether you're sick or not sick, whether you're rich or poor, the gospel applies to everyone. So whatever derives from the gospel message, which is 
the way how you're supposed to speak, how to conduct yourself, how to live, how to believe, and how to live in purity, that becomes an example. Just as the gospel becomes the truth for everyone, it becomes an example and the illustration of how gospel living life should be. So verse 13 says, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. How do you present that? You do it by reading the Scripture in public. You do so by preaching and proclaiming the truth. You do so by continually teaching in every circumstance, in every situation, because that situation matters, because you will save life. Now, third command is this. Be diligent in these matters. With the given gift that you have, you are supposed to diligently work in all these matters. Why? Because they will see your progress. In other words, in verse 15, this word progress means advancement. You're advancing not yourself in your growth in sanctification, but you're advancing the gospel message to the whole area that you're living in, not just in your specific household, but in the community and the society. Through you, this message is being progressed, not just your spiritual, I don't know, like uh, uh, aging and maturity, but this word and this example and this way of life is presented to all so that it is advanced to everyone. So, therefore, it says in verse 16, watch your life and doctrine closely because you're living to save lives, not just yourself, but others. So please remind yourself, even for me as well, of all of these instructions. Why? Because we are called to be good minister of Christ Jesus. We are here to save lives, not just our own, but others as well. Then we are to remind ourselves of these clear instructions. Why? Because not only do we have to point, command, and teach, and be diligent, but we have to utilize God-given gift in order to save others. So let these word and be your guideline and encouragement because we are here, again, to save lives. Let us pray. Father Lord, I ask for your help, for we are weak. We don't know much how to save lives, but you give clear guidelines to your word so that we know how to present Christ Jesus to all those who need the good news, but also teach them with how to live godly lives before you. So Lord God, let this instruction be true to all of us so that we know what to say when the time comes. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul,